Welcome to Virtual Church. 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 Hello and God bless you all. How excited I am to be with you today again. <clears throat> I just want to um, go over some things and then we'll get into the message. Uh, we are so excited about uh, getting back to church, coming together again. As a body, you know, it's we, we don't have our hand separated from our wrist or from our arm. Uh, we need a body that's together. And the Bible says, don't forsake the fellowshipping of yourselves together. You know, the devil's done all that he can to uh, bring down the body of Christ. But I want you, want you to know that uh, whatever the devil does, it's not enough. Because God is more than enough. No matter what the devil tries to do, he will not stop the body of Christ or the kingdom of God going forth and us receiving all that God has for us. So let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we rely totally on you. We rely totally on your spirit. Holy Spirit, Speak to each and every person at the point of their need today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, I come against every assignment of the enemy, every uh, insecurity, every anxiety, Father, every fear. I banish the spirit of fear. I banish that spirit of anxiety and insecurity in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you've given to each one of us the measure of faith, and I thank you, Father, that we have faith in your immutable word, Father, the word that never changes, Father. Your word sent, was sent to us to heal us from all our destructions and to heal us from the destroyer of life. So, Father, we take that word we hold on to it. We meditate on it, Father. We declare it. It empowers us, Father, and gives us hope for the future. So, Father, I thank you that you open the minds and hearts of each and every person today, Father, and they be infused, motivated, regenerated, and ready for all that the rest of this decade has to bring in their lives in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Well, it's a blessing. It is an absolute blessing to be here where we are uh, in uh, this month of August. Uh, we are thanking God for some great weather, uh, but we're also thanking God for the move of His Spirit. That's more important than anything else, the move of His Spirit in our midst in the name of Jesus. So, <clears throat> at the beginning of this year, all in, 20, in January, we just heard from sometime in December, many people were just saying 2020, the year of perfect vision and all that was associated with it. But all, only three months into the year and here we were uh, in the, the throes of a pandemic that we never, no one saw coming. But nonetheless, uh, God has given us perfect peace. And that's what I've been sharing on these past weeks. Isaiah 26, 3, the word of God says that he shall keep those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed focused on him. Amen. Perfect peace is what we are, are, are born into. We're, Jesus came as the Prince of Peace so that we could live in perfect peace. Irrespective of the, the, the situation, irrespective, someone, an artist once, was asked to paint a picture of perfect peace. And uh, when, when he finished his, his masterpiece, uh, the people could see a, a, a cliff face and a, a stormy sea with waves beating against the cliff face. And there on the cliff face in, the, in a ledge was, was this bird uh, making a nest with all its uh, uh, young birds and not at all moved by the ferociousness of the waves of the sea or anything else. It was there in the cleft of the rock. And it's that place where God keeps us, where Moses was, where God put him in the cleft of the rock and his glory, his goodness passed him by. So we're in that cleft of the rock. We're kept by the perfect peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So my message title today which I believe is inspired by the Holy Spirit, is Holy Spirit Reset. We're in August. We're in month eight. Uh, so we, we, we're resetting in the Holy Ghost. To reset is to reassess, to reevaluate, to adjust, to reappraise, or even more simply, to change. Listen, no matter where we are in life, sometimes we just got to press the reset button. Just press that reset button and get back to that place of re-evaluating and reassessing, adjusting, uh, not to the new normal, please. That new normal that the world is talking about is not our normal. Amen. We have a normal 
Uh, we're rooted and grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're rooted and grounded in him. That's our normal. And we can change and we can readjust and we can reevaluate our position. Amen. I know the world, the media is full of bad news. Thousands and thousands and thousands upon thousands of people are losing their employment. They're losing their jobs. That is the worst thing that can happen to people because they feel hopeless. They think, oh, there's thousands of people losing their jobs. How, uh, when I go for a job, there'll be thousands of applicants. How am I ever going to get a chance to get another job? Hey, reassess, reevaluate, uh, adjust, reappraise your place in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. The anointing of God is upon me today to tell you that we need to reset our minds. Don't be conformed to this world system, Romans 12, 2, but be transformed, reset to the place of God's word in our lives. Hallelujah. I just want to praise God right now. Somebody needs to praise God right now because God has given us a chance to readjust so uh, we're into a place and I've been teaching on the dependence of Jesus on the Holy Spirit. That is for now. That's for now is for you. Where we depend on the Holy Spirit for our future. For his leading and his guiding, his help. That he would be our intercessor. He would be our advocate. He would be the one that will lead us to the next level. Hallelujah. Isn't it great? There's a new level. There's always something new in Christ. Every morning, his miracles. The Bible says that he daily loads us with benefits. Wow. He daily loads us with benefits. Daily loads us with benefits. I used to drive excavators and uh, I used to load trucks with big excavators. And that's uh, my daily job, just load, and I know what a load is. So whatever load you can imagine, that is what God is going to load you with. Can someone out there say, hallelujah, I receive it. You've got to receive what God has given for you. It's got to get through your mind to get to your heart. As you evaluate what I'm saying in your mind, let it drop into your heart and praise the Lord. So, at the beginning of this year, there was many of these prophecies. But I want to tell you, friends, uh, no one knew what the future is in, had in store. And family, I believe the Holy Spirit inspired me to share a message on the 5th of January 2020. And uh, he gave me a message to declare uh, that day to guide motivate and initiate the body of Christ and I declared that the decade of the 20s I didn't declare the year of 2020 I declared that the decade inspired by the Holy Ghost that the decade of the 20s would be a decade of supernatural advance, advantage and advancement uh, you can dig out that message uh, from the archives 
you'll see that's what I said. It's a decade of supernatural advantage and advancement. So no matter what the situation is, no matter what the circumstances are, the word of prophecy was a decade of supernatural advancement and uh, advantage. That's our portion. Our portion is that. Amen. So as you rest in, in the word of God, there are some things that God would have us to have us to do. So what we did was we started off uh, by teaching who we have and who we are in Christ. Who, what do we have in Christ Jesus and who are we in Christ Jesus? Guys, it's almost like you almost have to always go back to Genesis 1.26 where God says that we have dominion. We have authority. We are the ones that have the dominion over the works of the enemy. We have dominion over the uh, conditions that we are in. We're, we have that dominion. Jesus came after Adam and Eve lost that dominion. God had a plan of redemption to send his son in the form of man, Jesus, the Christ. And Jesus brought back, paid the price for us by his blood that was shed on the cross so that we could retake, rehab that dominion. When he rose from hell on the third day, he took captivity captive. He took the keys of hell and death. We have dominion over hell and death. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. So this is, this is where we started from. Our, our, our root scripture was Luke 4, 18 and 19 from the New King James Version. And as usual, my notes will be available uh, on the website. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. When, when, I, when you hear that word, you should say, that's me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. In fact, the Spirit of the Lord is within me uh, because he has anointed me. He has anointed me. He has anointed you. Whoever you take that in the first person, he has anointed you to preach the gospel to the poor. This is where we are. We're here uh, and we have Christ in us to do these things, to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me, <clears throat> not my neighbor, not my wife, not anyone else. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Men, there are brokenhearted people out in the world today like there's never been before to proclaim liberty liberty to the captives there are more captives in their mind they, they, they've given their mind over their 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 minds are in a prison bar prison uh, and those bars are thoughts that the media has placed in their minds to set the captives free and recovery of sight to the blind. I believe that recovery of sight is the sight and the focus to see the future. We need to see the future. And, and if we've been blinded, the enemy comes to blind the eyes 
of the believer and the unbeliever. He comes to blind the eyes, but God came to give sight to the, to the blind. And that we're talking about supernatural advantage and advancement. You need to have your blind eyes open in Jesus' name to set at liberty those who are oppressed. You may feel oppressed, but God sent you to set your children, your families at liberty so they don't need to have that sense of oppression. Listen, we live in a, a, a nation which is, has a, a great degree of liberty. We need to enjoy that liberty and that liberty in Christ. And don't we need to stand up and not let the world, not let secular humanism or anything or uh, disestablishmentarianism dis or relativism or any ism take away our liberty. Can you say amen? And verse 19 says to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So it is our focus and it is our mandate uh, to, it's our job description to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So going on that thought to our, uh, for our mandate or our job description, keep with that thought. This is point number two. Point number one, we have and who, what we have and who we are in Christ. Very important. When you meditate on who you are in Christ and what you have in Christ, it gives you confidence. So number two, our mandate or our job description says that Isaiah 61, 3. This is further to really uh, from Luke 4, 18 and 19 is really taken from, uh, it was Jesus speaking, but those were the words of the prophet Isaiah. And going back to Isaiah and chapter 61, verse 3 from the New King James. Uh, uh, this is our job description highlighted, okay? Our mandate is highlighted to console those who mourn. We've got to console those who mourn. There are many mourning at this time. They're mourning the loss. They're mourning the loss of, of jobs. They're mourning the, the loss. Let me get this. They're mourning the loss of loved ones. They're mourning the loss of earnings. They're mourning the loss of fellowship. There's mourning, many things are being mourned at this time, but we need to console those who mourn. And consolation is bringing hope for the future, to bring hope for the future, uh, to give them beauty for ashes. You know, it's, it's like, uh, the the future may look bleak. It looks as though every dream has ended up uh, in a pile of ash. But I want to, to say to you that you can rise again from the ashes. Amen. So we, we, we give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. It's through the joy of the Lord that we have our strength. It's through the joy that we build a hedge around us that the enemy cannot penetrate. Remember, uh, in Joel 10, uh, 8, 10, it says, if, uh, don't lose your joy, because if you, if you lose your joy, the enemy can steal your goods. So never lose your joy. Amen. 
the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. That righteousness was imputed to us at our salvation. Not, no one can take that righteousness away from us. We stand before God as the righteousness of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21 if you want to refer to that. The planting of the Lord, the, the plant, we've been planted by God. Why? So that he may be glorified. So our mandate is to glorify God in every thought, word, deed, action. We glorify God. Amen. That's our mandate in Christ. Remember what I'm talking about. We're talking about uh, supernatural advantage and an advancement in the decade of the 20s. Amen. You know, some of us, uh, I'm not particularly talking about me, but I know that when we came into a new millennium, one of my thoughts were, I wonder how long I'll live in the new millennium. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a relevant thought at the time. I was uh, 50 years old at that time, and I thought, I wonder how long I'll live. I'd, I'd, I'd had heart trouble, but thanks be to God, that's all gone, and I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And uh, we're now in 2020, but I, I'm talking about uh, going through uh, 2020 uh, and, uh, with supernatural advantage and advancement. I, I'm not, life's not over. My focus is not over. My, my goals are not over. I, I still, I'm still advancing towards what God has called me to do. Amen. Every one of us should be advancing right up to the time that we go to be with the Lord. Amen. So, um, Isaiah 61 verse 4 says this in the New Living Testament, that this st still talking about our job description and our mandate. They will, re they will rebuild the ancient ruins. We have a, a job of rebuilding to do, to rebuild the church. Amen. Many people don't want to come back to church because they are of, of well, I'm just going to say it the way it is, because of fear, insecurity, uh, fear of, uh, of contracting a virus or uh, whatever the situation is. But uh, we, we have to uh, get over that fear. Uh, you know, it's like if you have a fear of flying, the way to conquer it is to fly. If you have a fear of uh, being in an enclosed place, you've sometimes got to face the fear. If you've got the fear of heights, you've got to just face the fear and do it anyway. So uh, we've we got to rebuild the ancient ruins. We've we, we got to uh, have a rebuilding job to do. Amen. Uh, as for me, uh, I, I'm not running away or anything. Uh, I, I'm not giving up. We've been here uh, 34 years. Uh, there's no way that we've given up until Christ calls us home. We are here uh, ministering the word of life. Amen. Uh, so we will rebuild the ancient ruin, ruins. We will rebuild the church. Amen. Uh, and we, 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 we bless God that he says in Psalm 101, he says, uh, 
those who labor, labor in vain. Because, let the Lord build the church unless lest we labor in vain. Amen. Uh, so we let God work through us to build the church. Uh, repairing, uh, verse 4 again, repairing cities destroyed. So there's, there, there's cities are being destroyed. We haven't, you, 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 we haven't seen the worst of the economic uh, backlash of COVID-19. Uh, personally, I believe that COVID-19 wasn't just an attack on the health of the world. It was an attack by countries on the economy of the world because if the economy, if the economy, and, and long time planned, uh, this has been a, in the planning for a long time, uh, that the economies, that, because those with strong economies will eventually rule uh, as the golden rule, he who has the gold rules, and many uh, countries in this world are totally indebted to uh, uh, countries that want to take over the world, i.e. China and others that they're allied with at this moment in time. And you've got to watch. Uh, you've got to watch what's happening in China, Russia, Iran, Iraq, uh, North Korea. You've got to watch, see what's happening. Uh, even in Belarus, you've got to watch. Uh, there's things happening which are uh, forming against the, the the church of God, so uh, so we we uh, we we're going to uh, revive those cities. They will the word says we will revive them, though they have been deserted for many generations. So our gener uh, the the word of God says that we will call those generations back into the church. They will will call our generations. We pray for our generations and they will come back. So there's necessary, number three, there's necessary spiritual disciplines that we have to carry out. So, you know, it's, it's like the, the recipe for success in baking is following the, 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 the ingredients, following the discipline of putting the right ingredients in so we get the right output. So there's necessary spiritual disciplines. Matthew 6, verse 6 from the Amplified Bible says this, But when you pray, go into your most private room, close the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Remember, we're talking about supernatural advantage and advancement. Prayer is, a, prayer is the key. Prayer isn't a key, it's the key. Prayer isn't a key, it's the key. We need to pray. We need, uh, Luke 18, 1 says, men ought always to pray. So that means that we can go through our day praying. You know, uh, when we pray and we see the answer, our prayers will be answered. Amen. When we pray in the Spirit, the Spirit of God prays through us. You know, I was telling people on uh, Wednesday night that when I pray for the nations of the world, uh, the, other, the other day, the other morning, I was praying for the nations of the world, and then I thought, man, 
There are millions and millions and millions of people that I'm praying for and I, I'm thinking, how can my prayers affect those millions of people? Well, number one, God says in Psalm 138, verse 8, he will perfect that which concerns me. Uh, I ask God for the burden of the world, uh, for the same burden that Jesus had, so that I could pray for these people. And, and, it, and the Holy Spirit just showed me, it's my prayer joined with millions of others that are praying the same thing, because when we pray in the Holy Spirit, and I can pray that, I can pray through the day, I can pray while I'm digging a hole, I can pray while I'm putting something up, joining something together. I can pray all the time and that prayer is, our prayers are just going 24 seven around the globe for these people. So it's, it's it, we shouldn't think our, our prayers are impossible prayers. Now God is the God of the possible. Uh, we may think it's impossible, but he's a God of the possible. So pray is a key. Prayer is the key. Because when we do it, uh, our, your Father sees what you've done and secret will reward you. He will bring you that advantage and that advancement. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Uh, so prayer and meditation are the keys to discovering the important secrets of God. If you, last week we talked about the secrets of God. Listen, when you know the important secrets of God, uh, you've got inside track to where God wants you to go, uh, to have you in that place of advantage. Hallelujah. So Matthew, uh, Matthew 6, 17 18 in the Amplified Bible says this, but when you fast, this is another key. Put oil on your head as you normally would to groom your hair. Uh, I don't use it. Wash your face so that your, that your fasting will not be noticed by people, but by your Father who's in secret and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Hallelujah. So we see these two vital, pivotal keys to supernatural advancement, amen, and advantage. So these are the disciplines. You know, don't forget what we're talking about. We're talking about a decade, amen. We're talking about 10 years, 20s to 30s. We're only eight months into it. You've got another nine years and four, four months to the end of the decade. Hey, adjust yourself, adjust, uh, prepare, change, uh, reset to, so that you can get to the place where God wants you to be. Don't look at the short term. That, that comes to pass, but look at the long term. God has taken you to that place. For those that believe those that hear this word, this prophetic word, they will get to that place. And others, they, they will be an, an envy to those that know them. So, um, supernatural advantage and advancement comes from a place of contentment. Say that word. Contentment. Wow, what a word. 
What a word. How many discontent people do you know? How many people that can't, that can't sit in perfect peace because they are discontent? Con the Bible says this, Paul speaking to Timothy, uh, Paul giving Timothy a pivotal secret to advantage in the spirit realm says this in 1 Timothy 6 verse 6 in the Amplified Bible. But godliness actually is a source of great gain. We're talking about uh, advantage and advancement and we're talking about the rewards of God. Contentment, the Bible says godliness actually is a source of great gain. Now, don't say that. Don't let your mind say, ah, ah, that just means in the spirit realm. No, if you study that, you'll see that it means every realm of life. You know, in 3 John 2, John says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. He, he's talking about the whole man. When, when we're talking about uh, a source of great gain, God's talking about the whole man. Amen. Uh, so when accompanied by, <coughs> right, we'll start from the beginning again, but godliness actually is a source of great gain when accompanied by contentment. That contempt, contentment, which comes from a sense of inner confidence based on the sufficiency of God. Hallelujah. You see, so when, when you pray, in the spirit, when you're fasting, fasting brings you closer to that hearing the voice of the Lord. And, and, and that gives you, it brings you closer and, and it gives you confidence in the sufficiency of God. When you pray, you're praying the sufficiency of God. God will supply your need. God knows every need and he supplies it even before you ask, the Bible tells us. So, it's, it, it, your contentment is in the sufficiency of God, not as the world gives, but I give. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to take a praise break and say, praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. I'm so grateful. Father, I receive that. I receive it, Father. I receive the helper, the Holy Spirit who brings me to that place of perfect peace and contentment in you lord i don't need to have ants in my pants and go out shopping and uh, do this or do that or have to do this no i'm just content i'm at per i'm in perfect peace lord that way you hear the voice of the good shepherd amen the voice of a stranger and that's why psalm 23 talks about the sheep going to the still waters it's a place of peace and contentment amen so we are, we are on a journey and must keep focused on our destination we're on a journey and we must keep focused on our destination you know if you lose your focus wherever your eyes go your body follows wherever your eyes go your mind follows your 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 your, your finances follow wherever you lo lose focus you, you follow that. So you've you got to stay focused on the destination. Uh, Paul says this in Philippians 3.12, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation. I admit 
that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. But I run with passion into his abundance. Wow, so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ had called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. Verse 13, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as, my, as I fasten my heart to the future instead. We've got to press the reset button and we've got to look to the future instead. Not what's happened in the past, not what's happening in the present, but keep looking to the future instead. As verse 14 says, I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature, and that's the word I've been telling you from the start of this and since January, let's be disciplined disciples who are fully matured. We need to have a complete maturity in the Holy Spirit and complete dependence on him. And uh, the word goes on and says, who have the same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped, by these desires, God will reveal it to them. Hallelujah. So if you're not gripped by those desires for the revival, for the restoration, for uh, the, the, the plan that God has for the rest of the decade, decade, then God will reveal it. Just ask God. You see, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. So don't ask amiss. You just say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you're, we've taught on this in the Holy Spirit. He is the revealer of, he's the, the revelator of what he hears in heaven. He will reveal it to you so that you can put your focus on that which he reveals to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God will reveal it to you. It's a promise. And verse 16 says, And let us all advance together to reach this victory prize following one path with one passion. Hallelujah. Following one path with one passion. Paul, Paul said, his goal was to know Christ, to be like Christ, and to be all Christ had in mind for him. <clears throat> Brethren, family, friends, that is what we should be desiring, that to know Christ, to be like Christ, to be all Christ had, had in mind for your life. This goal absorbed all his energy. And this is an example for us. We should not let anything take our eyes off the goal which is Christ, with the single-mindedness of an athlete training for the Olympics. We must lay aside everything which is harmful to that focus and forsake even the good things 
that may that may distract us from being effective Christians. There's there's good things that, but it's not God things. There are good things that can distract us, but they're not God things. So when you're flowing in the Holy Ghost and and you're staying totally focused, you you'll become all the you you'll get to that place of advantage and that place of advancement. That's the word of God that he gave to me for the beginning of this decade, not just for the, for the beginning of a new year, 2020, but for the beginning of a decade. Amen? So let's listen to that. We all live in a place of tension, thinking what we have been, what we should have been, what we could have been, uh, and what we, we want to be. But when our hope is in Christ we, we can let go of the past guilt. Roman, uh, sorry, Hebrews 9.14 says that his blood was shed to wash our conscience from dead works. We can let go of that past guilt and look forward to what he will help us to become. So don't dwell in your past. Paul just got that out of his way and instead grow in the knowledge of God by concentrating on your relationship with him now and know that you are forgiven and move on in a life of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We need to live a faith-filled life. I'll share more on this next week. And, and, and we need to walk in obedience and look forward to all the promise of God coming into your life and being part of your life in Jesus' name. God has promised us through his prophetic word a decade, a decade of supernatural advancement and advantage in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray that this word will touch the minds, the hearts, the very being, the core of each person's being, Father. They will see, Father, this is not a time where we should turn back, run back, uh, stand back. No, Lord, it's a time where we should reassess our searching, to reevaluate our life, to adjust and just simply change, Father, uh, in our focus, Father, for the things of God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I declare over each person that, Father, the, 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 uh, Satan is trying to take advantage over the minds of people. Father, I pray that the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ be over each and every one of their minds, Father, and that, Father, they will have the ability to seek out the truth that sets them free in Jesus' name. And if there's anyone here listening to this today, you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, what advantage do you have following the devil? Because if you don't follow God, you follow the devil. And so take the opportunity to ask Jesus to come into your life and ask him to reveal the truth to you. Ask him to reveal, ask God to reveal the reality of Jesus in your life and the Holy Spirit will come into your life 
and take up residence. So just say this simple prayer, Father, in the name of Jesus, I like what I've heard today. I want to uh, be in that place of advanced advantage and advancement. My life has been a mess up to now. Father, I, I, I'm asking you to show me the truth by revealing Jesus to me. In Jesus' name, I receive that truth into my life. In the name of Jesus. If you've done that, uh, get in touch with us through the web and we'll continue to support you. Father, we're thankful. Family, God bless you. See you again next week as we continue into uh, that place of advancement and advantage in Christ. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.